Super Talk Mississippi media production. In Mississippi, with our ever-changing weather, termites and household pests can disrupt your family life and take a toll on your home. Call Family Termite and let us help protect your home. 601-933-1014. Or reach us at www.family-termite.com. And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day here in coastal Mississippi celebrates the people who are making this such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Hey, I have something I want to share with you that's kind of connected to uh, the theme of the show the last several days. And if you've been a regular listener, you know I've been talking about this self-growth challenge. We'll come back to that in just a second. But here's what I want to share with you. It's a quote that came from Our Mindful Life. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, when I started this journey to look into this self-growth challenge, I didn't realize that there was going to be so much inspiration. And it's been, it's, been, it's been good for me, and I hope you've enjoyed it as well. It's giving you something to think about. But here's, here's today. What is not living in the moment? What is not living in the moment? Well, one of those is when you dwell on negative emotions. When you're de- dwelling on negative emotions, you're not living in the moment. What is not living in the moment? Well, that's when you worry about the future. When you worry about the future, you're not, you're not living in the moment. What is not living in the moment? Well, it's when you can't forgive yourself. You know, when, we've, when we ponder on not forgiving ourselves for a mistake we made or something we've done, we're certainly not living in the moment. What are some other things? Well, it's when we let what-if scenarios rule our mind. It's when we hold a grudge. It's when we wait for the perfect timing. You're not living in the moment when you're waiting for, for the perfect timing. Um, let me go ahead and bring today's guest into the conversation. And then, uh, then I'll, I'm going to engage him a little bit around some of the, the next part of what I want to share. But it's Todd Trenchard, the executive director for the Baker McCarty Foundation, a good friend of mine. He does incredible nonprofit work along coastal Mississippi. Uh, without any further ado, let me just say good morning, Todd. How are you? Good morning, Ricky. Appreciate you having me. It's good to see you. You're actually, uh, you're actually in Harrison County right now, right? We actually are. We're at Butch Oscillate, uh right here on 49. I just left a meeting with Butch, and uh, we actually were talking about you and uh, some of the awards that you started with the Sun-Herald way back when and yeah. uh, getting excited about that. But he told me to tell you hello. Well, I'm glad. I'm, yeah, as you know, I'm a big fan of Butch's. He's a good friend, and what he's what he means to the coast is just incredible. His, the, the, his his desire, his drive to give back to the community is very, very inspiring. He's he's living in the moment, that's for sure. But let's let, let me. What I want to share is uh, a couple of shows ago, I, I kind of went through this this what is essentially a twenty day challenge. Now I don't have this app, so all I'm doing is using what the focus of that day is as a way for me to sort of explore what do I think about this? What do I think about? the the notion of that of of that particular topic that day. So a couple of days ago, I did the eighty twenty rule. Uh, yesterday, I did the power of habit. It's actually a book called The Power of Habit, but uh, there's been a bunch of books written about uh, habit. One, of course, Stephen Covey in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, um, and then it goes on from there. But the the one today 
is The Power of Now. The Power of Now. That's actually a book that was written by Eckerd Toll. I haven't read the book, um, but I was curious about the book. So here's here's essentially the concept of the book. It's about when when she wrote this book, it's about self-reflection and being present in the moment so that we are, you know, so that we're really focused on achieving those principles by thinking about it, by consciously thinking about living in the moment, you know, being being in this moment and appreciating everything around us. And, you know, I think, Todd, I think about your life and I think about what you've done, you know, the way that you overcame substance abuse after so many years, um, you know, the reflection that you've gone through. You know, I think about my life. I, I remember when I was 21 years old, I walked in and found my father had died during the night. It was a change. It changed my life for the rest of my life. And I, I, I came to a conclusion that that we take so many things for granted in our lives. I, in that moment, I had because I had been a paramedic and I'd seen death and dying. And then I find my own father dead. I had a lot of reasons to be down. But I found a way. I was at a fork in the road. And I said, I can go down this way and can be pity myself. Or I can go down this fork in the road and try to do the best I, do, I can or be the best I can for the rest of my life. And because of those experiences, and I know that you, because of your experiences, Todd, I came to the conclusion that one of the most important things I could do is live in the moment, is capture the lessons of this moment, to appreciate the people around me, to not ever find a situation where I'm just kind of waiting till tomorrow. Um, you learned the same lesson, didn't you? You do. You have to, or uh, like you said, you're going to wither and die. Uh, I, I, when I came uh, here to Mississippi, those twenty, almost twenty-five years ago now, uh, you know, I had a horrendous past, uh, and I, I made a vow with God that I wasn't going to repeat those. So that's first thing. Don't continue that behavior. Uh, but you can start any life over today. You can start today over uh yeah if you had a bad hour you can start over during the day and just start your day over uh so we're going to make mistakes uh you mentioned a few of them don't dwell on the past don't uh certainly uh get too focused on what's going to happen in the future but if you live every day to the best of your ability uh tomorrow is going to be a little bit better and you build those building blocks uh, yes yes you know, yesterday I talked about the power of habit in particular. You know, one study was done that said that 43% of our time every single day is engaged in habits. Mm -hmm. Now, some of those habits are good habits. Some of those those habits are bad habits. But to, to think that 43% of your day is focused on some form of habit. So if you've got bad habits that are sort of controlling you, you can change those habits by by repetitionally moving toward things that are more positive. You know that better than anybody, and you did it, didn't you? I have. Uh, when you talk about habit, uh, first you get rid of the old behavior, like you said, and then you start something new. Uh, I've uh, some people that are close to me know this. I read part of the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes every morning and have done it now for 20-something years over and over and over. Now I can tell you what's written, but that that has become a daily habit that I start my day off with every day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That replaces those old behaviors, and 
I've learned that that works for me. Uh, I've replaced the habit of listening to loud rock and roll, crazy heavy metal music with more peaceful, serene. Uh, you know, uh, I, I listen to a lot of speakers. Uh, you know, Jim, some of the 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 preachers around the country that are so good. I'll use my time effectively to fill my mind with something positive instead of just this, uh, you know, noise. Uh, and you learn, just like you said, uh, over time, that habit then almost becomes an instinct. And it so does. It, uh, does. it becomes instinctual. The first thing I do when I wake up is I hit my knees, I pray, and I get to the Bible. <laughs> so. Well, here's something else that this is a guy named Thomas Monson. He said this. He said, the past is behind. Learn from it. The future is ahead. Prepare for it. The present is here. Live it. Mm -hmm. You know, this the power of living in the moment. I mean, the only guarantee we have is this very moment. And I wonder how many people are listening now who think about that a lot to say, gosh, I need to do a better job of living in the moment. I need to do a better job of not holding grudges or I need to do a better job of not worrying too much about the future, but preparing for it. <laughs> I wonder about that. Here's a, here's another one. And this is Albert Einstein. And I think this is so powerful, man. But he said the best preparation for the future is to live as if there were none. Think about that for a second, is right. to live as, as if there were none. If you didn't have a guarantee about tomorrow, well, how would it change what you do today? Would you have a better relationship with your family members? Would you have a better relationship with your spouse or significant other? What contributions would you make to the community? If you could only be guaranteed this moment, what mark are you going to leave in this, in this community? What mark are you going to leave in your life? You mm -hmm. think about that a lot as well, don't you, Todd? Well, I remember there's a country song, Live Like You Were Dying, and I, I listened to that, and uh, it changes your whole, like I said, uh, make the most of today. Uh, we have a saying in AA that says one day at a time. It's yeah. one day at a time, one day at a time. Every day is a new day, uh, but that day lived to the best of your ability is going to make tomorrow a better day. Uh, mm -hmm. Whereas if today not live to the best of your ability, it's going to make tomorrow having to focus on what you didn't do right today. So, the uh, Todd, the most powerful lesson that I learned, I don't know when I got it. You know, there were you know these big events in my life that helped me. But then I, I studied the Bible. I, I read everything I could get my hand on. Um, but probably the best, the best lesson that I learned was that we control our own destiny. We control our own destiny, not the people around us. It's, it's what happens inside of us. And this is a this is a quote. This one, this next one, just got a couple more I want to share with you. But this one was from Retu Gatori, and she said, "Life is too short to spend another day at war with yourself." It's amazing. I wonder how many people do that. Todd, when we come back, I have one other that I'm going to share with Gandhi. And then um, we'll close out this incredibly important conversation. I hope people are inspired to, to think about living in the moment. And we'll get an update on what's happening at, at the Baco McCarty Foundation these days. Anyway, this is Todd Trenchard from the Baco McCarty Foundation, and we'll be back after this break. Coast View on Super Talk 103.1. 
is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. One of the reasons that I started Coast View was to get the opportunity to talk to people who are incredibly inspiring. Yesterday, the conversation I had with Wendy Sweatman and, and, and looking at his and his family's commitment to coastal Mississippi, the way they give back to the community is just incredible. The conversation I had with Frank Bertusi and his two sons, Ryland and Jeff, and you know, fourth generation family-owned business and the way they pass that baton from one generation to the next and prepare that generation. It's incredibly inspiring, really. It, it really is. That's the reason I do this show. And to be able to tap into their psyches, to understand sort of what drives them to what, you know, what is it that, that they bring to the table that makes them so committed to their families, to their business, and especially to the community. I, I, I love that opportunity. And, you know, you never know. I run across an ad that says, you know, self-growth challenge. It just had a bunch of topics and I get to thinking about each of these topics, and I think, wow, there's a lot of inspiration there. There's, we can learn a lot from our guests by doing this. I've got Todd Trenchard now. He's the executive director for the Baker McCarty Foundation. And, Todd, the last one I want to share is from, from Gandhi. And it simply says this, the future depends on what you do today. And to me, that's a very incredible statement about living in this moment and making the best of this moment. And that's the best way to set the course for the future. You know that better than anyone, don't you? Well, I know that uh, uh, by not living that way, my life became very distorted and uh, uh, very difficult. Uh, and starting to take that, uh, I guess, that mindset all those years ago at Home of Grace and build on each day, uh, you know, life's pretty good today. So I, I would think that Gandhi knew what he was talking about. <laughs> and uh, yeah. seems like a pretty simplistic statement, but we complicate it. And yeah. that most of our problem, Ricky, is in between our two ears. And we complicate our own lives. We look at maybe a statement and we'll overanalyze it and turn it into something that, uh, you know, just distracts from living in that moment that you're talking about. These, these I, topics are so important. I agree. Again, life is too short to spend another day at war with yourself. Find a way to live in the moment. Just, I mean, these are just food for thought. Give something mm -hmm. pe for people to think about. And hopefully in doing so, you can sort of improve your situation and learn not just to live in the moment, but enjoy the moment, to appreciate the moment, really appreciate the moment. So much opportunity to be inspired. Anyway, Todd, you know, you're in, uh, you're in, you're at Butch Oslo's office. Um, you guys have made a big push over into Harrison County. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're, you're really a coastwide organization now, but why don't you tell people real quickly what the Baco McCarty Foundation is, who maybe have not heard us have conversations in the past? Well, it's just an idea that uh, actually Royce Compass and I came up with uh, 20 years ago. Uh, we wanted to give back into our community. We started, uh, we added Jolly McCarty's name to the existing Baco Foundation. I became the executive director all those years ago and have done it ever since. And it's just really a way to better your community. You go out, look for the needs of the community, and then find the resources or uh 
ways to meet those needs. And here we are all these years later, and we have made a profound difference. We have been able to uh, address a lot of the social issues. Uh, I would have never thought that it would have ever gotten to this level, but uh, obviously uh, it was the plan that God had for my life. And uh, you meet people like Butch Oslo along the way who have that same sort of mindset, uh, yourself. And I guess I've just been able to uh, uh, be on a platform with a lot of these people and bring them all together. And by working together, uh, again, I, I can look back and say we've made a, an incredible difference in the areas of youth education, arts. Uh, we've expanded that now to really anything that will benefit South Mississippi. We've become more like a community foundation like Roger Wilder has uh, over here. Uh, so uh, expanding over here into the Gulfport market, uh, a lot of people – I think at first we're, oh, that's Jackson County, but once you start giving out some checks and, uh, you know, <laughs> they yeah. see that you're really just trying to help your community, uh, it's been remarkable how quickly we have, uh, I guess, come into this this part of the uh, coast. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of non-government organizations, as I say, almost every day on this show, to meet the needs of the community. So, you know, you have you've got United Way and the community foundations and all these organizations that are doing their part, but there are always people and situations that fall through the cracks. Mm -hmm. We can't have enough Baco McCarty foundations, to be honest with you, because it's not about stepping on each other's toes. If that happens, that's actually a good thing. That means they're, that we're working together to try to make ends meet. But what it really means is that there are so many needs in a community, and the more nonprofits that we have focused on those needs, the more those needs are going to get met. That's the way it works and uh, and you're you're sort of a master at creating partnerships focused on these needs and you know it uh you know it's all complimentary at the end of the day isn't it it is and uh again somebody could call me and it's not necessarily that we would want you to support us we want you to support anything something that's your passion and if you do that enough like you said it's not a competition uh somebody may call me and want to know how they can help people with special needs and i'll let them know about either special olympics disability connection the dream program i'm sort of that person that's been out there for 20 years doing this so i, I probably will know where to direct you uh certainly uh you know Again, it's unlimited. You can have, like you said, 100 Baco McCartys. Any community can come up with this. Uh, this is just something that we have put the, I guess, partners around uh, to make it be at this level. But, uh, you know, again, I, I think the best is yet to come. I think that uh, uh, the hard part's getting it off the ground. It's Now it's just wake up every day, work as hard as you can, make the most of that day like we were just talking about in the last segment, and it's going to take care of itself. And uh, uh, You know, Todd, the, the pandemic, man, it, it's so interesting. Just when we thought things were starting to wane, Delta comes on, on huh. hard. You see the you see the note from uh, Lee Bond. Right. Ninety five percent of the people who are hospital hospitalized are unvaccinated, but the numbers are startling. And I know you get around the coast a lot. That mm -hmm. has to be on everybody's mind that you're coming in contact with, is it? Well, uh, speaking of Lee, uh, I know Courtney Anderson and I are both so thankful that he pressed for us to get the shots and we're now both vaccinated and you know we kept putting it in the back of my mind you know oh i don't need to do this blah, blah, blah. but you know this is this is for real and it's circling back uh, uh again 
I'm not sure what the hesitancy would be uh, for people to get vaccinated. I mean, this is uh, this is obviously not going away. And uh, I know yeah. you've been one of the, the main proponents and uh, advocates of, uh, you know, following the directives that are given to us. And it just seems like we're not listening to the to the best. Well, here's, the, here's here's what I know. Here's what I know. And and all the experts agree that you're not going to shame anyone to get the virus. What I want to make sure and what I've worked hard to do both both on this show and through my social media presence is just to give people the information they need. What I'm concerned about is that there's so much misinformation. I mm. mean, you wouldn't believe what people sent to me, Todd. I mean, it's it's crazy conspiracy theory junk. And what I say, when I when they send that to me, I just send them a link back to the post I did that has Lee Bond's message. And it just simply says, here are the statistics here. Mm -hmm. ICU shortage, the number of people who are hospitalized, the, the you know, vaccinated versus unvaccinated. And that's real information. That's not some conspiracy theory being led by China or Russia or politics or whatever right. it might be. <laughs> it's real data, local data. And you have local professionals like Dr. Conger, the infectious disease doctor at Memorial and others. And you have, you know, Lee Bond, the CEO of Singing River Health Systems and all the people who work for him and the challenges that nurses are having now. And man, there's not a person who who was unvaccinated, who has COVID now in the hospital who says, gosh, man, I wish I, you know, there's not a single one of who doesn't say they wish they had been vaccinated. So I don't know how we get this message out. But, you know, it will continue to cycle. It will continue to mutate. We've got to take it seriously. But you're not shaming people. What I'm just working to do is make sure they have the best information they can get their hands on. That's really what's guiding me. I know that uh, uh, we have very large events and we've had to postpone those events. We follow whatever the, the best guidelines are. Uh, we do have a big event coming up in September, you know, Renaissance Runway, our big fashion show. It'll probably be the first big event at IP Casino uh, since the pandemic a year and a half ago. And we're very wary of what the situation that is at hand right now. And yeah. uh, we may have to postpone again, but yeah. that's you have to follow the directives. Teachers, students have to follow the best medical directives of these people in the local community you cannot you cannot use your best guess or what you think uh, this is an unknown territory it, it is it is and you know we'll continue to work together to get people the information they need and um, you know I just I just pray people get the best information possible before they make their choice and not making their choices based on bad information. That's the key area that I've been focused on. Todd, I wish we had more time together. We're actually coming to the end of our time, but it's good to get an update from you. Um, I really appreciate you being willing to have a conversation with me, with me today about living in the moment. Oh, yeah. uh, you, you're such a, an inspiration in that regard, and I really appreciate what you bring. And, uh, you know, have a great day today, buddy. I appreciate it, Ricky. Thanks for the opportunity. And we'll see you again soon. We gotta, we're got we not going to wait so long before we get together again. We've been right. too long. <laughs> I look forward to chatting with you offline at some point. We'll see you soon, buddy. When we come back, we have a Ashley Edwards, the CEO of the Gulf Coast Business Council. We'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com.
And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View and, uh, and the inspiration I hope you get from our guests. What incredible opportunities we have to talk to very successful people, people who've had challenges in their lives, like the conversation I had with, with Todd Trenchard. He struggled with substance abuse for many, many years and was able to overcome it and becomes a very significant leader here in coastal Mississippi. Um, but, you, you know, as I said, what is not living in the moment? Well, it's waiting for perfect timing. It's, it's let, letting the what-if scenarios take over your mind. It's holding a grudge. It's it's dwelling on negative emotions. It's worrying too much about the future. There's so so much there. Um, anyway, let's uh, move on to our next guest, the CEO of the Gulf Coast Business Council, Ashley Edwards, and just say good morning. How you doing, Ashley? Hey, good morning, Ricky. I'm doing great. Thank you. It's good to see you. Listen, um, listen. There's so much to say about living in the moment, but uh, I think Gandhi said it best when he said, the future depends on what you do today. You know, the future depends, living in the moment. You've learned well that you got to live in the moment, but you can't worry too much about yesterday and you certainly can't worry too much about tomorrow. You got to love and appreciate the people around you. What's, what's your, what's the dose of medicine you've given yourself? Well, you know, you live and you learn a lot. Um, one of the one of the things that I have definitely found out in my life is no matter what your best laid plans are, it's going to turn out differently uh, in almost every case. And and all you can affect is uh, you can affect the here and now. You know that that's what you have power over. That's what you have control over. Um, you can affect your choices. You can affect your words. Um, so I think it's I think it's an incredible lesson, really, that you're talking about. And you know I think it's. Um, I think it's one of those things that we all kind of intrinsically know, but we oftentimes forget when we get into different situations. You know, I tell you what, I, I didn't think about this until just now. But um, one of one of the comments, one of the quotes I shared today was by someone called Ritu Katori. And, and I guess she said this, life is too short to spend another day at war with yourself. I think a lot of people are at war with themselves right now over the darn vaccine, you know, whether they should get a vaccine or not. And, you know, you and I have talked about this on social media many times as it relates to COVID. And people, you know, we live in a, in a society where there's free choice for sure. What we, what you and I have witnessed, though, is that a lot of people are making decisions to not get the vaccine and that's certainly their decision, but they're doing it based on bad information. The amount of bad information being shared on the internet, on social media, on Facebook especially, is unbelievable. So I, my, my issue is not to shame anybody or call them an idiot. I, you know, I've actually talked to some incredibly thoughtful people, but the basis for their decision is, is based on bad information. And I'm just trying to provide the best information possible. Really, the best information we could share with people is what's happening right now in the local hospitals. Don't you think that's some of the most powerful information? I think it's very powerful. Um, you know, I think it's important to be able to share information that's coming from people that are right here at home, that shop in the same grocery stores that we do, that go to the same banks that we do, that attend the same football games we do. Uh, you know, You know that they're looking out for your interest. And, and so much of that, you're right, Ricky. I mean, it, the amount of misinformation is horrible. 
Um, some of the things that I see just it sort of takes your breath away that people would create these things and put them out there. Um, there are plenty of good people that just frankly don't know what to do. And, I, and I'll say this, you know, I don't think the government has always done the best job of communicating the reasons and the whys behind a lot of what they've done. It leaves a little too much room for people to have to question these things and have debates about these things. Um, so I think some inconsistency there is working against them. But I mean, but look, I mean, I think you and I say this all the time, and it's it's certainly true. Safest thing you can do for you and your family and your community is to get a vaccine. Uh, there's going to be people that can't get vaccines for some reasons. Uh, there's going to be other sorts of exceptions, but for the vast majority of people, the best thing that you can do for yourself, your family, and your community is to get a vaccine. When you talk to uh, medical professionals, this comment from Gandhi, the future depends on what you do today. For people who are in ICUs now on ventilators who did not get a vaccine, you know, they're, they're, they made a choice and they're, they're suffering those consequences today. And they say, please use those cases. Listen to their family members today who are saying, gosh, if only we had gotten the vaccine. A lot of them are saying that. Some of them beg for the vaccine now, even though they're in the hospital. It's too late now. They have COVID. But it just it's just important for people to think about this. The number of ICU beds is dwindling. Uh, the number of people who are in, in Singer River now, 99% of the hospitalized ones are um, not vaccinated. 95% for hospitals. I, I, I'm assuming that was from Mississippi are hospitalized uh, are, are, are the are the unvaccinated so we we've got we've got work to do in the community this is a real deal though this is an incredibly contagious variant and uh, if you were on your on the fence before boy don't be on the fence now that's I beg you to really rethink your position on that so anyway we'll we'll, we'll move on Ashley um, the work of the business council certainly hasn't stopped during the pandemic if anything you guys are working harder than ever what's what's sort of sort of the big big ticket items for you guys these days interestingly one of the things that's been taken up a lot of time this week is is I'm working with some leaders from across the coast uh, folks like Paige Roberts with the Jackson County Chamber and Georgia Story with Singing River Hospital and, and many others. I, I could name a long list, but one of the things we're working to do is trying to figure out how to get more people vaccinated. Um, we've had a lot of conversations, um, you know, with people from the state level, from the local level. Um, and so we're talking about what our options are. Are there incentives that we can provide? Are there information campaigns that, you know, things that haven't been covered? Um, the question really is not, uh, you know, trying to hit all the bases. It's trying to figure out what the effective one would be. Uh, what will be the thing that gets the, the, the last vaccine holdout, you know, vaccinator holdouts to, to go and take a vaccine? So we're working really hard on that. Uh, obviously, our economic growth has been stellar. Um, the concern is that with COVID uh, and this Delta wave that, you know, we could we could see some changes to that. And that, that would be incredibly unfortunate, considering that we really have led the economic recovery, not only in Mississippi, but really in the southeast United States. I mean, Mississippi Gulf Coast has done incredibly well. Uh, so, you know, it's important for us to to have every reason to make sure that people come here, that they spend their money, that they visit businesses and they patron our businesses and that nothing slows that down because summer has the real opportunity to be a record-setting summer for coastal Mississippi if things can continue on their current track. 
So you guys are you're already starting to think about the next legislative session, aren't you? We are, you know, and it won't be long. One of the things that we're looking at right now is whether or not we will special session this year. There's been some indication that that could happen. Obviously, special are always important because there are a lot of issues that will get dealt with in a special session. But, you know, looking ahead to early next year, this is going to be an important legislative session. There are a lot of issues uh, that people are starting to deal with. Uh, really in the state of Mississippi, whether it's tax reform, whether it's the, the ballot initiative process, uh, there are a lot of things to be watching. And so we're going to be very involved uh, in Jackson when when the new year starts. You know, one of the you know, we don't have time to go into a deep conversation about the BP funds specifically as it relates to the money that's available to do transformational projects. You You had a, uh, a, a committee of really respected business people uh, focused on trying to find the best possible projects and make those recommendations based on a scoring system based on transformation. You know, what I've been, what I had, a, I had the opportunity to visit with the speaker recently, both privately and also on this show. And when I get the opportunity um, to uh, meet with Delbert Hoseman, I'm going to urge him to do the same thing. And that is not let projects go around your committee. If we're really focused on making thing, making these projects transformational, then we ought to be making tweaks in the way the, the scoring is done. But but if we're not having all projects go through your committee, then why why do we even have a committee? Are we really focused on creating transformation? Have you had any conversations like that as well, uh, Ashley? I have, and I've had very productive conversations like that. Uh, you know, I think that uh, there's a lot of people thinking about this issue. Obviously, yeah, you're you're there. Go ahead. Sorry, did I lose you for a second there? No, you're good. You're good. There's a lot of people thinking about this issue, obviously, and, and we've talked with some of the statewide elected officials about it. And, you know, look, I think it's there. there's still some ways to go here, but I think we're moving in the right direction. Uh, I think that people are, you know, there, there can be honest disagreements sometimes about what constitutes a good project. Uh, but we're moving in the right direction. Um, I think that there's a lot of dialogue going on about the issue. And so uh, the primary thing for us is just to keep uh, making sure that the first priority is doing things that are game changers for the coast. And, uh, you know, there, there will be different opinions about what constitutes a game changer. But I think that there is some common ground that we can all find. I heard, and I'm not going to mention the name until I really r r respond more specifically to this, but that one of the state leaders had an issue with m money being used for private purposes. And I'm like, wow, there's so many programs. There's so many programs. You've been involved. You Literally, your efforts at... Uh, the state of Mississippi were involved in helping move projects along, any number of different projects along, shopping centers and big developments and whatever. Oftentimes, government has a role in sort of closing the financial gap to make projects like that viable. So this notion of we don't want to, you know, I'm concerned about using this for private purposes. Man, that's that's a conversation we should have had a long time ago. The reality of the bill now is we should be encouraging private investment to come in here and spend millions of dollars and let the state sort of help them bridge the gap. Hey, when we come back, I want to get your thoughts about that, and then we'll we'll, we'll shift gears and see what else is going on at the Business Council. This is Ashley Edwards, CEO of the Gulf Coast Business Council, and we'll see you after this break.
also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Hey, we were we were talking with Ashley Edwards, and something really important came up. So I encouraged him to go ahead and tend to that, and that we would sort of close out this part of the show. But one of the things we'll do is we'll come back to Ashley and remind everyone why this BP process is so important, and the role of his committee, who's on that committee, really some incredibly smart and uh, talented. A longtime community leaders serve on that. They're going out of their way to make sure that the projects that are being considered are scored so that we can focus on improving the system. Now, look, we've only gone through a couple of rounds. I would say the first round kind of sluggish. Last year, we improved the process somewhat. Uh, we've got about 14, 15 more years of this money that's going to flow. So we've got plenty of opportunity to, to improve that. I'm thrilled with the role the Gulf Coast Business Council is playing in that. Um, as I said on the show before, the executive committee currently for the Gulf Coast Business Council is one of the strongest they have ever had. Um, you've got William Yates as the president. Roy Anderson serves on it. Travis Lund, Lee Bond, Kent Nico, long list of really incredibly talented CEOs. And they're very focused on, from an economic development point of view, how do we build a place where people want to come, that you know, future employees want to come. And the BP money is a big part of that. That's one of the reasons why I talk about mixed use so often. Mixed use is when you combine uh, commercial development like retail and restaurants with residential. Over in Pascagoula, I spent time with Paige Roberts and we went and toured several small mixed-use projects where restaurants or other businesses are down below and then you've got three or four or five apartments up above. Really good stuff. And this is the way you bring people back to the downtown areas. This is why the young people who uh, who are part of this new economy, they want to live, work, and play in basically the same general area. This is why that project in Gulfport is so important, a $50 million project. This is a big project that uh, that Stuart Speed uh, is, uh, is, is working to do. He's from Jackson. He's got a long history of doing amazing work. In fact, they did a major project over in Mobile where I spent some, some time of my career there. And we'll have uh, the the mayor of uh, the city of Mobile, Sandy Stimson, a good friend of mine, um, to talk more about you know Stewart and what he did in downtown uh, Mobile. Really good stuff. So I look forward to having Ashley back. Hey, why don't we bring out uh, Kyle? Why don't you come in for just a second? Kyle and I had an opportunity to visit on Friday. It was terrific to kind of catch up. He got he finally got a chance to take a vacation. But Kyle, you heard sort of the theme of this show is kind of live in the moment. You do a pretty good job of that, don't you? Yeah, for the most part, you know, uh, it's really all you can do these days. I mean, you just kind of go from one thing to the next and don't really get caught up in, oh, my gosh, if I do this now, am I going to be able to do this tomorrow? And yeah, just do it now and figure out tomorrow when it gets here. Yeah, (laughs) You know what, though? It is prepare for the future, you know, learn from the past, but be present here, you know, live in the moment. And I loved what last Friday when you talked about going fishing with your son and how he didn't have his, you know, his phone with him and, or maybe he had it, but he didn't ever get on it when he was fishing. That is the, the definition of living in the moment. 
Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, it's really hard to see sometimes, you know, we find ourselves that same way. We Even on vacation, I think at one point we were uh, in between adventures or whatever we were doing and we would all be sitting at a table, I guess, waiting to order. And all of us are on our phones. Hey, well, except for more, <laughs> she really absolutely hates it. She just uses it when she has to. But like yeah. my, my daughter, my son, we're all on it. And then I just kind of look, I'm like, okay, we got to put these down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Hey, by the way, it might have been a little bit of divine intervention when you you see. Did you drop your phone in the water? Is that what happened? No, I placed it in our bag of towels and other stuff, snacks and stuff. And I thought we were going to put it in the dry storage, and we didn't for whatever reason. We didn't, and it was you know up in the bow of the boat, and we took a really hard wave going to get bait. And just water come rushing over the bow and soaked the bag, soaked everything. And my phone ended up getting shuffled to the bottom of the bag instead of mixed in with things. And it just salt water didn't like it. So, it, yeah, that was Monday of a seven-day trip. We got there Friday night. So, yeah, I didn't have a phone all week. It was kind of great. <laughs> It was good. You, you, we had we had instructions if we needed Kyle to call his wife's phone, but it better be good, essentially. But you know, I tell you what, I look at my phone today. I've got a I've got a case on this. I don't know what kind of case it is, but uh, it's it's waterproof. And then uh, on top of that, the new iPhones are more waterproof. The newer, the most new versions. But I go, I go out of my way to protect mine from salt water because I spend so much time on my yeah. boat, spend so much time fishing. I've dropped two two into the water i was able to retrieve them both but it doesn't matter when you drop a phone in salt water you might as well just leave it there unless yep. it unless it's you know in waterproof protection because because my son dropped his once and we we got it out and it, it had the same protection mine has and no issue you know the salt water did not get into the phone which is incredibly important um but salt water and technology buddy they don't like each other do they no, they don't. The one thing I probably should have learned when I got my new phone is with iPhones, there is a setting that you can restore from a backup if you keep it backed up on the yeah. cloud. And it just puts everything exactly back the way your old one was. And I didn't do that. I'm one by <laughs> one of all my apps. It's a pain. Well, listen, I... Different. Th thanks for filling in for, for Ashley. I enjoyed the conversation with Ashley and with Todd, Todd Trenchard. And I'll close by repeating this, this, uh, this phrase from Ruta and his life is too short to spend another day at war with yourself. Think about it. Learn to live in the moment. Learn to live in the moment. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.